You're listening to the Saturday Night Stitch podcast, the show that brings you a different perspective about all things sewing related, with your host, Hilla Willing. Today's post is all about resolutions. Given that this is being posted out in July, you may wonder why I don't actually do resolutions in January. And I'll be sharing with you the reasons why I don't do resolutions and what I do instead. I don't actually do New Year's resolutions anymore. And I also don't do resolutions um, in the sense of at the beginning of the year, set some sewing goals. So at first I was a bit like, "Mm, should I do this or should I not do this? But in the end, I just thought, let me explain why. I don't actually do New Year resolutions or indeed New Year's resolutions. Okay, so background to this story is that basically New Year's resolutions don't work for me. I have tried so many years setting New Year's resolutions because, you know, you get into that whole New Year's goals as the new year. You got to make new, you know, you got to decide what you're going to do. And it just didn't work. It didn't work. It didn't work for me. And why it didn't work for me is because I suffer from SADS during winter. So I have to work extra, extra hard to try and maintain an even mood in winter because of the lack of sunlight. And so I do a ton of things like taking vitamin D, taking probiotics, doing exercise and just really working on meditation to maintain um, a high mood. And January is kind of like smack bang in the middle of that. So I am not at my most effective, my most effervescent, my most amazing person that I am, which is normally in the spring or the summer. So number one, that's why it wasn't working because it wasn't coming from a place of supreme joy and sublime bliss, which I normally get during the warmer months of the year. So once I realized that, I was kind of like, oh, this isn't working. But then I also realized that at the new year, there's a lot of pressure that's put on you. And I just didn't like that idea of all of that pressure. So I just thought, no, I'm not going to do that. And instead, I decided to try something else. And this is what I've been doing for the past two years now. And this has been working fantastically for me. And as a result of that, I feel like I've been living a more fulfilled, happier life and more intentional life. So basically, what I do in during the warmer months of the year, so it's at any point when I am feeling like I am at my best. And so that could be in summer or in spring, but it's when I'm really in tune with what my purpose is and what my goal is. And I also feel like I have the energy to pursue said goals, the energy to put in strategies into place. Because now I do not bother making a goal without putting in the strategy in it, because a goal without a strategy that you put in is just a wish. That's all it is. And nothing's going to happen because there is no magic left that makes wishes come through. So whenever I make a goal, I make sure that I've got the energy and the motivation to put in the structure, the infrastructure, the strategy to achieve that goal. So what I do is, um, and I try and do this every like six months or even three to four months, depending on how energetic I'm feeling towards um, living a more fulfilled, more satisfied life. And I do a purge and prune. And I first found out about this from Marie Folio, who I follow on YouTube. And she's just an amazing, incredibly amazing motivational woman. And basically what the purge and prune is, 
I write down every single thing, every single thing that I want to do, I want to achieve, everything that I dream about, everything. And it covers all different areas of my interests. So that's sewing, knitting, crochet, gardening, allotmenting, home organization, productivity, personal development, reading, um, family, love, relationship, health and fitness, career, finances, everything. I just purge it all out onto a big usually several <laughs> several pieces of paper because uh, there's like so much stuff that I want to do and then I sort of go through all of that and I decide which are the ones that are going to be prioritized but just from that I am looking at things that really excite me things that give me joy not things that I should be doing but things that um, you know like big fierce um, you know things that I want to achieve so that's the first part of it, right? I do the purge and prune and I sort of kind of see, okay, so these ones have to kind of wait until later on, like, you know, traveling around the world, just dropping away and travel around the world for 12 months. I kind of can't do that at the moment because I've got five kids who are still in school and there's a whole big thing. So, you know, so that sort of like gets put away onto the long-term um, goals. And then what I do is I also take a look at the last 12 months and I look at my calendar and I look at the events that are on there that created the highest positive impact for me, on me, that had the greatest memory, that had um, the best experiences. And I look at those and I add those to my list of things I want to do and I try and make sure that I put those in schedule them within the next 12 months so for me in the last 12 months it was the triathlon that created the highest the most positive impact in me in terms of my sense of self-esteem my belief in myself my health and fitness so I knew I was going to sign up for another triathlon because it did that another one was the so the stitch room uh, social in Loughborough. I just had such a fantastic time. It expanded my knowledge, my awareness of what is possible within the creative world. And it inspired me to try different things. And so I was like, I want to do something like that again. And so I scheduled it. So when it came up, I was like, clicking on there, waiting for the tickets to come. And I got myself a ticket so that I can do that. So that is an example of some of the things that I do based on uh, the past 12 months and looking at my calendar. So you can see you don't actually need to be doing this exactly in January. You can be doing this throughout the year, <laughs> which is what I do. And then I also look at my calendar and identify events or things that, you know, had negative impact on me, things that I didn't particularly enjoy, things I didn't like for whatever reason. And those, I just sort of like take them away and I'm just like, no, I'm not going to do that. And then it's, with the calendar, once I have removed the things that created negative um, experiences, negative emotions for me, I then fill them up with lists with things from my purge and prune um, list. So the one where I just dunked everything that I want to do, that I want to get done. So then I start to look through that after I've sifted and sorted it into things I can do straight away, things that are sort of medium term, things that are sort of long term. And then I pick things and then I plug them in to those spaces that have been created by the negative experiences that have been removed and won't be repeated again. So that's kind of like what I do. And within that sewing um, falls into that, but it doesn't come 
up as exactly you know sewing resolutions the last time i tried to do that i did not even manage to do uh, most of the things so in doing that sewing related things that i am focused on um number one curiosity i just want to be curious in my exploration of the creativity that comes through with sewing and that for me means that i want to experiment with mixing fabrics mixing different techniques and just doing things in a way that celebrates curiosity okay so there's curiosity number two it ties in with my YouTube channel. I am just having such a blast on YouTube. I love the medium. I love the format. I love the engagement and the community. And I just want to keep growing as a content creator and continue to make amazing videos that I am proud of, that I enjoy. And I'm hoping that within the next few years, I will be able to watch my videos back and not cringe and bite my <laughs> lips. But I understand that it's a process and it does take a while. So that's something that I want to do, which is loosely tied in with my sewing. Another thing that I want to do is to um, enhance my mastery skill level in things like pattern drafting. So too often, I just like to sew up new patterns, especially the sewing magazines. I'm a big fan of sewing magazines. And so I just like, oh, I want to sew this, I want to sew this. But the truth is I do have an extensive skill set with pattern drafting and I need to use it and I need to develop it. And one day I would like to release some sewing patterns and you know, we're kind of like a healer style twist to that. Thanks for joining me this week on the Saturday Night Stitch podcast. Make sure to visit my website, www.saturdaynightstitch.com, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Stitcher, or via RSS, so you'll never miss a show. And while you're at it, if you found value in this show, I'd really appreciate a rating on iTunes, or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help out too. If you liked this show, you might also want to check out my YouTube channel, which is on youtube.com forward slash Saturday Night Stitch. Be sure to tune in next time for our next episode. And until I see you next time, guys, happy sewing. Bye.